Raphael Yosef, welcome to the C.L. Bryan Show. How are you, bud? Hey, C.L., how are you, my brother? Doing so good uh, now that you're on the line with me to help me make some sense of what's going on. Tell us, first of all, is the Cuba Libre movement as alive today as it may have been back when you were coming along, when we were coming along? Right. And even more so, uh, however, it's uh, very difficult to make sense of things that are happening. Uh, I mean, the things that are happening are obvious, but it's difficult to make sense of the reaction of the world, which is essentially to look the other way. Uh, there's no interest in helping uh, countries like Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua, even though they are eating up at the fabric of our continent and our world. We are, you know, liberty and freedom is being eroded everywhere including our nation, because we look the other way. We look the other way. Let me ask you this. Uh, now, this was floated to me, and it, 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 it's going to be a topic that's going to be coming up pretty soon, but i, I got to get your take on it. What if Cuba became, as it was at one time, it truly was at one time, uh, a satellite of America? Because Batista had sold his soul to the American ambassadors. And, and, and is that a possibility that Cuba could actually become a satellite again, a true satellite of America? Uh, by a satellite of America, you mean what? Uh, I mean... America uh, will be able to dictate things for Cuba? America, yeah, America Cuba actually... Cuba will be fully aligned with uh, American and free principles. The free principle aspect, the free principle aspect of it, and we be the guiding hand to help them restructure uh, a republic there in Cuba. Do you think that that type of thing, that type of working could happen? Who has to be moved? What has to happen for that type of thing to happen? Well, the only thing that needs to happen is for the communist government to be toppled down. And, and they need to be toppled because these people, when they have that power, they never, they never, ever give it up. So they need to be toppled, either by force or by threat of force or by something that makes them flee the nation. Uh, because otherwise, uh, they will never leave power. As long as they control the corrupted army, uh, they will never leave power by, by themselves because they don't, they don't have one fiber of goodness in their soul. When you and, speak uh, to so all, all, all it takes for Cuba to become prosperous again is a free government a free, and a free Cuba, and Cubans are very uh, enterprising people. The proof of that is that, that Cubans as a group, they do well everywhere, and they are prosperous, prosperous everywhere in the world except inside Cuba. Do you, right in, in your conversations uh, there within the Cuban community and people that you know, uh, in the Cuban community, in the Latin community. Is there then that kind of mood brewing among, because uh, many times revolution has to happen among the young people, the overthrow of something uh, like like the communists there in Cuba have to be done by young people. Fidel was a young man, although he went bad, went real bad. But just the same, is that type of revolutionary mood actually beginning to uh, uh, grow and, 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 and blossom in, in the hearts of, of, of Cuba's young and, and among the Cuban people. Are you sensing that? 
Well, I, I think it is, and the proof of that was uh, the recent uh, event there, where, where uh, you know tens of thousands of people uh, just went out on the on the streets in a multitude of cities across the island, and uh, they stayed outside on the, you know until uh, they found no help from outside the world, including from the United States, and they were uh, uh, subdued by the uh, by the government and by the. Uh, Useful tools that the government uh, be, uh, unleashed onto them with uh, with uh, weapons, which the Cuban free, you know, the Cuban people don't have any weapons to defend themselves. So you, you saw, I mean, you've seen the images, I'm sure, of, of uh, people being beaten on the street and uh, uh, shot. And uh, then once they retreated to their houses, they were easy prey because then they they, they declare a COVID emergency. Everybody needs to stay in their house. And then they go home by home picking them up and taking them to, to, to jail and torturing them and doing everything. Like, for example, I'll give you an example. The, the two uh, sets of uh, Cuban people decided to uh, take, on, uh, take off to the, to the water and come to the United States. One in a small uh, a few group of, of uh, nine of them or something like that in a 21-foot boat, foot boat and uh, another group of three or four in a, in a uh, makeshift raft. They were picked up by the Coast Guard and returned to Cuba. Nobody knows where they are. Wow. Because what happens is if, if that happens and you leave Cuba, then you return to Cuba. They consider you a desertor, like if, like if you were part of an army. And it is the same thing. is because you are supposed to respect the Communist Party, and the Communist Party is the state. So if you if you leave the country, instead of like being able to, to leave the country, if you are returned back forcefully, then they consider you a deserter and uh, you are a traitor. Wow. So nobody knows where these people are. So but the United States returned them, while at the same time letting more than 200,000 people come into the frontier to the southern border every day. Wow. And so by returning these Cubans who were wanting to have the same freedom as those who are pouring over the southern border, by returning them to Cuba, they basically signed their death warrant when they returned them back to Cuba or they uh, signed a, a warrant that would make life incredibly hard for them. Is that what you're telling us? That is, that is exactly what I'm telling you. But you said that they signed their, their death sentence. I am not sure that they will be killed, but they are considered deserters, so that is a very uh, possibility. But to, to compare these people with the people, that are, the people that are coming in through the southern border from all over the world, not just from the from the, you know, Central America, but from all over the world, to compare those to 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 uh, the people fleeing Cuba that are really free, uh, you know, fleeing oppression, political oppression and repression, to compare those with these people that are essentially most of them, not all of them, but most of them, coming for financial, uh, you know, being financial opportunities and, and things like uh, you know, being in the United States rather than in their countries that are poor, because you have to consider these people are, are paying $12,000, $14,000 per person to the Coyotes. Where do they get that money from? Where do they so get that money are, from? They, right, and if, they, if, they, if those people are returned to their country, they are free to go back to their country on their own. But if they are, let's say, returned to their country because they are not admitted to the United States, and they are returned to their countries, they are still free people in their countries. 
Now they just have they just don't have they might have uh, you know poor economic circumstances and uh, things like that. But don't tell me that it's because they feel unsafe because people feel unsafe in the United States right now. You know, I'm on with Dr. Uh, Raphael Yosoref. And, uh, Doctor, let me ask you this then in, con- in, in relationship to uh, the people who are coming in who are unmasked, unvaccinated, but they're pouring in. Uh, when we talk about the increase in COVID cases in Texas and in Florida, where you are, where I am, uh, when we talk about the increase of that is it then possible to track that directly to the influx of those who are coming here unmasked, unvaccinated, unchecked? Is that is that any way a contributing factor to that? You speak to it. You're the doctor. Oh, I mean, absolutely, it is a contributing factor because they are they are bringing they are bringing viruses that they have contracted outside of the United States, so we don't know what variant it is. And they are being spread, you know, the, these people are being distributed all over the nation, not just necessarily uh, Florida and Texas. They just put on buses or, or airplanes and distribute them all over the nation. Would it be possible to trace them down? No. Why? Because the government is keeping it secret, like everything else that they are doing. So we don't know how many of these people go to, uh, you know, this place or the other place because they don't even tell the local governments. So it, it will it will be impossible to 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 trace it down, but we know for a fact that that a high percentage of compared to the population, a high percentage of these people are are infected. But they only find that out after they are in the country. Uh, sometimes because they the, the border patrol people get a call back from the Catholic. Uh, uh, you know, outfit that is helping them or whoever they are and say, you know, these people that you brought in here, we tested them and they're positive. But nothing is done. Yeah. So no vaccines, no treatment, nothing. Now they become, uh, you know, a, a burden for the local uh, for the local uh, healthcare system, you know, where they were uh, 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 taken to. When we look at so the possibility... Raphael, when we look at the possibility of America masking up and shutting down again, you came from an environment. You've told me about uh, how you were were able to get away from the the type of environment uh, and your parents were able to get away from the type of environment where government had an incredibly heavy hand. Is the lockdown uh, design, is, is that designed to give government more control over the population. Speak to us about it. I think at this point, that is absolutely true. It's a social control of the population and give more power to the unions and things like that. Because these things have absolutely no scientific basis. Because first of all, if what they are mandating is is masks, everybody should know that 99.9% of the masks that people are using are essentially and totally useless for the prevention of disease or transmission of disease because they do not filter anything. They're nothing but a social statement and virtue signaling. Most of, most of them are, and, and if you talk about the, the close one, ones and the bandanas that people are using, like, like the, the uh, you know, the train rollers used to use in the, yeah. in the West, yeah. right? Those things are just pieces of clothing. 
And then the mask, the, the people are using them day after day, day after day, so the mask, you know, becomes uh, something worse than nothing. Wow. Not only useless, but become worse than nothing. So and, when uh, we, we talk about when masking talk about up... Children, when you talk about children at this point, that's child abuse, and that is to satisfy the teacher's union, which have become treasonous to their purpose. The teacher unions are supposed to represent the teachers, but the teachers are supposed to defend the kids that they educate. Instead, they have become the customer of the school boards. Forget the kids. Wow. Wow. And, and folks, this is happening all over. It's even happening in medicine. You and your doctor no longer really have a personal relationship, your personal physician. I want to transition to that topic as well, because if you control, if government controls your health, if government controls uh, how you get your health, Raphael, isn't that uh, the most major way, uh, most monumental way they can control you? Talk to us. There's three things, three things that all of these uh, tyrannical governments do. Not only the communist governments, any tyrannical government, but especially the socialist governments. The first thing is they take the, the, the weapons away from the people. Okay, so no people have no way to defend themselves. Okay, and uh, most of these countries don't have like a Second Amendment, like we have all these people that are trying to destroy. Okay, the second, the, the, the second, the second thing is they control. The food, and the third thing is they control the healthcare system. So there are three things that you need: the healthcare system and the food that you eat in order to survive, and uh, and the weapons to defend yourself against that government that becomes tyrannical. And you see that happening here. You They're see trying to get our weapons every time that something happens. They try to take away our weapons and and, and restrict uh, our freedom to bear arms. And the, the, the food, they try to control the supplies and things like that. And then the health care, we, we don't need to discuss it. Since, the, since the, the time of Medicare, they've been trying to socialize medicine, which is essentially socialized in this country, except for the owners of the insurance companies and the executives of the insurance companies and the government. There's a lot of money to be made in medicine by the, by the people, by the businessmen in medicine, by the insurance companies. And the executives of insurance companies, not for the doctors, for the hospitals, and certainly not for the patients. When I return, I know that you're involved in some things there in uh, South Florida that I'd like for you to talk about and some things that you might want others to know about when we return. Raphael, I want you to stay with me through the break. Don't go anywhere. Michelle, hold him right there. I want to talk to him for a few minutes uh, on the other side of the short break. We're on with uh, Dr. Rafael Yosereth of uh, South Ma- South Florida, a good friend of mine, known him for years. He is a great patriot. And uh, there are some things that uh, he's involved in that I'm going to let him tell you about and uh, tell you more about himself as well and how to get in touch with him if you want to talk to him and so forth because he always gives keen insight into the uh, idea of being a person who came to this country and enjoy the fruits thereof of America and understands that it can be enjoyed by anyone if we're not robbed of it. And he's made it his business uh, to uh, make sure 
that you, me, uh, understand the greatness of this country. Dr. Rafael Yosarev is my special guest, and, and we'll be back with him after these words. I had on with me earlier in the show Moon Graffon. Uh, Moon Graffon, the voice of Louisiana, a good friend, and he said this to us. He said that what's happening now is an effort to make it easier for Americans to remain poor. That was never our desire as Americans to be wards of the government, be wards of the state. Our desire was always to bust loose and make our own way in our own way. But that's being robbed out of the hearts of our children. Everybody gets a trophy type mentality is, is, is everywhere. We're going to talk a little bit more about it. Going to come back with Dr. Raphael Yosef when the C.L. Bryant show returns. Don't you go anywhere. <laughs> Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Across the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the C.L. Bryant Show is coming to you live today over Red State, the largest talk platform in America. Traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not, and the Talk Monster Billboard, the Red State Talk Billboard is there 24-7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. C.L. Bryant Show pops up there, and C.L. looking right back at you. There in Times Square, I certainly do appreciate you coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. And hey, my special guest today, building the bridge, putting his planks down in this bridge to conversation is my good friend, uh, Dr. Raphael Yosef. Dr. Tell us this, how to get in touch with you. If people want to hear your thoughts, hear what you're talking about, hear what's going on, tell us what's, what, uh, how to do that, uh, Rafael Yosef. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm a private individual. Uh, I don't have any uh, blogs or anything like that, but they can check you know, my website. I do that in D. Uh, I do that in D.com. And, uh, you know, my Instagram uh, is uh, also I do that in D. Uh, 
so uh, you know they're post uh, things all the time. I uh, they can follow me uh, on uh, on uh, Twitter. Things like that. That's where I post uh, most of my my things and responses to interesting things that I read uh, every day, and I respond to them. So uh, and other than that, they can just write to me. They can find my uh, email, my website. They can write to me, and I'll be happy to respond. Thank you so much for that. Now, there are some things happening down in Florida, down in South Florida in particular, that you are engaged in, and I want you to shed light on those things now for us, Dr. Yosaref, for those who might want to help you and get involved in what's going on. Talk to us. Right, and, and I'm, I'm eager to speak about that. However, I want to mention prior to going into that briefly about your, what your previous uh, guest said, that they, uh, the government just wants to make it pe- uh, easy for people to remain poor. And that is exactly true, putting another way. But if you see uh, what's happened since uh, Lyndon Johnson's great society, you know, with Medicare and all of the social programs and the war on poverty and all of that, the minorities that have remained uh, under that auspices of the government that have been dependent on the government are even more dependent and ever more poor. However, being poor in America is not the same thing as being poor anywhere else in the world. But anyways, so these societies, they remain poor. Why? Because they remain dependent on the government. And that is what the government wants. They want you to be dependent on the government instead of being uh, you know, part of the working class and, and uh, sending into into the different ranks of of society and financial prosperity, like everybody is capable, very well capable of doing. Anyways, dependent and poor. Go ahead, go ahead, Rafael. No, but going into what's happening down here in Florida is the same thing that is happening all over the nation. This is not just uh, restricted to Florida, but it's the insidious uh, infiltration through our. Uh, you know, corporate world and, and finally to our uh, lower education, uh, like uh, K to, to grade, uh, grade 12, uh, you know, uh, high, uh, high school and lower education, which is the, the infiltration of uh, the CRT, uh, critical race theory, and uh, uh, diversity, inclusion, and equity, and all of those uh, things into the curric- curriculum of every school. Uh, to be taught and inculcated into every children's, into every child's mind, and that is happening all over the nation. I mean, that needs to be fought because it is inconceivable that after this country has twice elected a black president and has given him the chance to uh, direct America as president for two consecutive terms, racial. Uh, you know, racial integrity and, and racial relations have, in spite of getting better, have gotten so much worse. And the reason why is because it's been made to be like that on purpose. And that is part of American Marxism. And, and American Marxism, which is different from Marxism everywhere else in the world, instead of dividing people between classes, you know, the bourgeoisie against the working class and all of that stuff, since they cannot do that in America because we have such a big and prosperous middle class, they have used race. And, and me, now the, the, the LGBT movement, transgenderism, gender neutral, and, and choose your own pronoun and all that stuff to divide us by gender, divide us by race, divide us by things that are biologically intrinsic to society and biologically intrinsic to the human being. 
and they are dividing us by group, by the color of our skin, by the not only by your your sex or gender at birth, but that that the one that you're supposed to just be free at any age to choose. And they are using all those things to divide us. And when they divide us and get us fighting against each other, that's when they come in and bring all of the government forces to supposedly solve the problem and unify us. And what they do is, what they've been doing is perpetuating all of these divisions. They're perpetrating division. They're lying to you. In other, they're lying to you. They think that they're making you believe that they're going to bring you, but they're wanting to control you and dominate you. You know, uh, one thing about it, uh, Doctor Yosef, is this: um, I was, I was, I was looking a place as diverse as Miami and South Florida. South Florida is one of the most diverse places on on the globe. It would have to be. And uh, uh, how is it possible that an idea like critical race theory can even take hold in South Florida when South Florida is absolutely diverse as far as uh, bloodlines and all that type thing is concerned? That, that just doesn't make any sense why America would buy into such a thing. Speak to us about that. Right. But, but the thing is, it, 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 has, taken, it has taken root in secrecy, because nobody knew that this was happening. This is, uh, has all been done in secrecy. You know, remember last year when things were becoming to be discovered because of, uh, you know, uh, a uh, secret tape that was taken in a classroom or something, you know, uh, a whistleblower that said this and that. And then all of those things began to be suppressed by me, by mainstream media and things like that. But by the time that, that people, like, really began to realize what was going on, it's already everywhere. What I have not been able to understand is because people are, people are fighting against it. You know, the majority of people, Democrats, Republicans, Independents, everybody, is, is the majority of everybody or every group is beginning to fight against it because it's against our, our individualism, our roots, our freedom, our basic instincts. But the, pro- the problem is, and the only thing that I have not been able to understand ever is how this Big corporations like Coca-Cola and, uh, you know, the big uh, corporations have bought into these things. And now, they have. The U.S. military being, being uh, indoctrinated with all, the, all this uh, bullcrap. Absolutely. And those things I do not understand because big corporations have lawyers and they have people that can research these things and realize, for example, that the directors and the founders of Black Lives Matter are self-declared Marxists. And these people just make money and enrich themselves, just like all of the other, um, uh, you know, experts, quote-unquote experts, that people hire as advisors in the schools and in the corporations to promote uh, diversity and inclusion and all that stuff. All of these people make salaries in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. They all write books. They all become millionaires in two years. At the expense of what? At the expense of indoctrinating and pushing this BS down to the people. Let me ask you this, um, uh, Dr. Rafael Yosales is my guest. Uh, Governor Mario Cuomo has just uh, resigned, and uh, some months ago I uh, released a uh, YouTube uh, video that did very well that indicated that he would be the one to kick the door open for us to see what's actually going on in that Democrat party. 
his lies are absolutely uh, identical to the same lies that uh, the Democrat Party has been telling America. Will we get a chance to see Will we get a chance to to see how the Democrats are being exposed? I really believe God is revealing something to us. Talk to us about it. Well, the thing is, people like you and I and people who really uh, have an open mind and understand these things and, and read and, and listen to everything across the board, those people are awakened and have realized it a long time ago. Now it's even more evident because now they have just taken their, their mask off and are going at it for broke because they realize that they probably this is their last chance to to do these things by changing the election laws and bankrupting the country so that people will have to become dependent on the government and this, the, destroying private businesses and things like that. But the people, the, the general population will not realize it. Why? Because 99% of the media, the mainstream media, is nothing but the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party, and now with all of the all the, all the uh, you know the, the social media and all of that stuff, they are point blank canceling and censoring anything that goes against their narrative. So it's very difficult to get the the word out, and that is why more people are not on to to what these people are doing. The people that really believe in what they're doing are. Uh, a small minority, a very, very small minority. Then there's another group of people that are not in, not interested or not very much aware of what's going on. And those are the useful fools that exist in every society, okay? Because they still believe that the Democratic Party is the Democratic Party of the parents of 25, 30 years ago. And it is not. It's like when Bill Clinton was confronted with... Uh, Monica. With a Republican, a Republican Congress, and they forced him to to uh, sign uh, uh, welfare reform. He was pragmatic, and he saw the writing on the wall, so he signed the welfare law. But he wanted to socialize medicine, if we remember, right? Right, right. But he saw the writing on the wall when the Re- when the Republican Party came out with with a contract with America. And he saw the writing on the wall, and he signed welfare reform. And what happened? He was able to be the first president in a long time to sign a balanced budget, a Democrat. And that's why he's become, his legacy is that of a good president, because he was pragmatic, and he did these things that were good for the country, not for his party necessarily, and not for what he personally wanted to do. This is but the- these people are, they've become so radical that they would have never signed uh, like like this atrocity of uh, $1.2 trillion that 18 or 16 Republicans are signing with the with the Democrats. The Democrats would have never done that with a Republican president. Never. They never would right. have, Rafael. So why don't we Republicans, why don't the Republicans learn their lessons? They want, you know what? That's the one thing that really troubles me about the coming election in 2022. And that is Republicans seem to always find a way, doctor, to mess it up some way or another. They always find a way to mess it up. Although okay. Moon Griffon would tell you that he honestly believes that the Trump election was indeed uh, stolen. But just the same, uh, that's what Moon Griffon might oh, I guess. Mean, I, I, I believe that, too. And, and the reason why, why I continue to believe it is because of all of the obfuscation and and uh, censoring and, and hiding of, of 
of everything and suppression of the investigations and things like that. If they had, they had nothing to hide, just let us have a, a full and, and, and complete investigation. And if it's true that it wasn't stolen, then we all say, okay, we thought it was stolen because of all the, the things that were changed and things like that, but at the end it was not fine. Well, I want to... If, 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 you, if, you be, if you behave like, like a government that has a, a lot of things to hide, it's because you have a lot of things to hide. And that's exactly what's going on. There are many things to hide. Well, Raphael, I want to thank you for being on with me here today. You know you're always welcome to come on uh, the show. And whatever we can do to help you in your endeavors down there in South Florida, you know I'm right here in, right up the beach from you now, man. And uh, we can yeah. we can hook up just about any time. Well, Give me 30 seconds. Uh, the 30 seconds is to say that uh, the, the present battle for the conscious and the, the mind of our children is in the schools right now, in front of the school boards, and, and letting everybody know what's happening in the schools, with the indoctrination, with the uh, critical race theory, and uh, the diversity and inclusion and, and, and all of those theories, and equity, which is different from equality, equity, which is... Uh, the, the the same results, not rather the same, not the same opportunity, but the same results. So that's our present battle for the minor white children. And everybody needs to know it, and everybody needs to talk about it and oppose it. Dr. Rafael Yosarev, hey, me and my friend will be down to see you soon. You need to meet her too. And uh, hey, Great. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer for you, Raphael. Continue to fight the good fight. 